0: Welcome everyone to Devore Darkens Live. Uh, Happy Friday wherever you are. This show is all about helping you get what you want out of life. Now if you're on YouTube, you might happen to see uh, my cat in the background there. So never mind her. She's taking her morning nap. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I digress. Uh, Yeah, this show is all about helping you get what you want out of life. Uh, we had a great show yesterday which was a preview to the workshop that we conducted last night which was an absolute success Uh, we had quite a few people who really uh, experienced um, I don't think words could put in could describe it but um, let's just say we had some people that emotionally had some shifts so Um, the workshop is still up there. If you guys want to get the replay that is available, you can access that in the description or the link in my bio. Uh, if you're new and you don't know what the workshop was all about, it was about dissolving your deepest limiting beliefs. So we thought we'd just keep it up for one more day and then, uh, close it down. Um, now this is being recorded, so you can go back and rewatch this and re-listen to the podcast. So what are we talking about today? Well, uh, I actually did not know, as this is normal, I really don't know what I'm going to talk about until I come on and I'm ready to press record and I get the idea. So today we're talking about how the law of attraction really works. And the more I think about it, the more I'm compelled to talk about this because this topic is just like every other topic in the world. Just because we heard of it doesn't mean we understand it. I know. And some of you guys, you listen every day, you already know where I'm going. (laughs) Just because we have the knowledge does not mean we understand the knowledge. It does not mean we know how to apply the knowledge So becoming a very educated person, a person who is aware, is a person who understands how to get what they want. They understand how to use the law of attraction. It's one thing to know about it, but do you understand how to use it? Now, you can always measure your level of understanding by looking at your results and your behavior. That's how you know you understand. So I really believe this is going to be a great show today because some of you guys probably are in a position where you need a little bit more understanding, uh, which is going to help you make the progress that you want in your life. And here's the deal. What's so different for me than everybody else? Well, for people who often listen to me, the difference is I have a habit of explaining things in a simple way. I also have a habit of giving you a plan of action to follow. So you're not just going to get more information today. You're going to get some steps that you could be taking. Um, And also, I don't like getting involved in fluff and just kind of over exaggerating things. I'm just going to give it to you straight. And my expectation here is for you not to feel like I'm over here trying to convince you of anything. I'm just over here trying to teach you how to think for yourself. uh, How to use your mindset to get what you want. And in that conversation of using your mindset to get what you want out of life, uh, your ability to understand how to use the law of attraction um, will change everything for you. It will. If it hasn't already. So that's why we're here. This is what you can expect from today's show. Uh, So by the end... You will have some practical steps. You will have better understanding. And you should feel more confident in actually using the law of attraction. Now, where I want to start is in the common mistakes I have made, I know my clients have made, and you are probably making. What we tend to do when we get into personal development or manifestation, law of attraction, call it whatever you want, We tend to get too much information. I was on a call last night and one of my clients asked, well, why should we only focus on one thing at a time? Well, just think about it. If you right now were trying to learn five different languages at one time, let's say that's what you're doing right now. How confident do you feel you will be successful in that? If you're trying to learn five different languages at one time, how successful do you feel you will be? Um, I'm sure you won't feel confident about it, right? Because th- you're doing too much. Now, what if you just focused on one language? How, more, how much confident or how more confident would you feel then versus trying to focus on five different languages at one time? Well, it's the same concept here. What people will tend to do is they're listening to too many people. They're reading too many books, They're doing too many exercises instead of just focusing on one uh, technique, one book, one concept. And then once they understand it, then they move on to the next thing. That's not what we usually do. I didn't do that. I tried to consume as much information as I could because I was operating with the belief that if I have more knowledge, I'll have more power and I'll be more successful. That is not the truth. Knowledge is only potential power. You have to organize the knowledge into a plan of action. You have to organize that knowledge in a way that helps you understand it and apply it. And to do that takes repetition. So although you may get the plan of action, if you don't work this plan of action with some level of consistency, how could you understand the topic itself. Right? So the bottom line is, regardless of what journey you're taking, regardless of of who you listen to, my number one advice for people all the time is to minimize the amount of people you're listening to. Even if that means you're not going to listen to me after this show, that's fine. Just stick to listening to someone and mastering, master their teachings. When we keep hopping from one person to the next, when we keep switching the books up, when we keep trying to do this technique and then do this technique, we're all over the place. There's no order. There's no structure. There's no organization. And for for the majority of people out there, generally speaking, it leads to overwhelm and then they give up. And then they say those classic words, law of attraction doesn't work for me. Yeah, well, if you understood the law of attraction, this is why you would heed my advice about focusing on one thing at a time. And you're going to see throughout the show why that is so important, because before we even get there, let's get there. If you're trying to do all these things at one time, how will that make you feel? You will feel anxious. You will have anxiety. You will stop taking action, which will build more pressure. Then you will become disappointed and frustrated and now you're back to feeling like the person you've always been instead of feeling like the person you want to become, which is the prerequisite to using the law of attraction. So again, you can always measure someone's understanding based upon the way that they speak about their lives. What they, how they speak about a particular topic and just look at their behavior and their results. So oftentimes when you see questions that may be asked around the topic, it tells you that, that person's level of understanding. It's not good or bad. It just, it's just a reality. So one of the classic questions I always get uh, is, well, you know what? I've, I've been trying so hard uh, to manifest more money before we even get into the answer, the problem is you're trying hard. You shouldn't be doing that. you don't have to try hard that again, you're not understanding the prerequisite to using the law of attraction. It's the way that you feel trying harder sounds like you're coming from a place of lack, struggle, scarcity, force, and then what happens you're 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 getting in the way so The bottom line is when I say you're not using it correctly, I'm saying you're not getting back what you want from the law of attraction. You're you're always getting the law of attraction is always working. You know, if you keep operating in a place of lack and struggle and force, you're just going to continue to attract those circumstances. So it's always working. So problem number one is you're doing too much. So you don't have any consistency, no structure, no organization. And that's why I keep reciting from Napoleon Hill, Think and Go Rich, that knowledge is only potential power. It must be organized into a plan of action. You must be applying it in a simple and practical way that empowers you to follow through. If you're doing too much, you're not organized. If you're trying to take too many steps, you feel overwhelmed. Well, right there, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So, whether you're going to listen to me, you're going to listen to other people, I would minimize. I wouldn't be out there trying to listen to 10 people, 10 different people, read 10 different books. Just keep it to one, two, max three people. And when it comes to the book, just focus on one book. And study that book. And study that book over and over until you get it. That's problem number one. Problem number two is... um. We don't really understand the prerequisite to law of attraction. The prerequisite is something that must be done in order to trigger the law of attraction. What would that be? Well, that would be the way that you feel, which is the law of vibration. Now, this is why I say that most people don't understand because that's not usually the topic being discussed usually people are told just think positively and you will attract what you think about you will you will become what you think about now here's the context behind that statement you do not become what you think about you become the thoughts that you internalize and get emotionally involved in that's who you become who you feel your feelings towards yourself your feelings towards your life The feelings you have towards situations and other people is is who you become. So that's why, again, we know, but how do we feel? You know, but do you believe? You know, but do you have faith? There's a difference. That's why I said gathering more information is not the solution. The way that you feel is the solution. And that is the disconnect with a lot of people out there. So they're thinking that they want to use the law of attraction to get more money, but they feel lack. And then they say it doesn't work, but they're missing. They're they're not understanding. It's your feelings that are the prerequisite. Just because you think about what you want, that's not enough you got to get what you're thinking about into your subconscious mind, which is where your feelings are located. Said this way, when you think about something you want, it's there. It exists. It's already there. You've established it. You made a connection with it in your mind. It's there. Now, when you start to feel the emotions of already having it, now you're bringing it to yourself. That's what the law of attraction is. That's what it is. And when we don't really understand the distinction between that, you know, we, we get in our own way. Here's the third thing people don't understand either. You are already programmed to feel a certain way. Think about it. You, me, everyone else watching or listening, we are a product of our environment. If you grew up in a home where there was domestic abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, how do you naturally feel about yourself? How do you naturally feel about relationships? How do you naturally feel about your life? What is the dominating feeling that you're in every day? If you grew up in a home where there there was no abuse, there was love, there was education, there was healthy relationships, there was empowerment. How do you naturally feel about your life? How do you naturally feel about yourself? You see, these experiences that we go through when we're children, they become ideas fixed in our subconscious mind. These ideas control the way that we feel. What would be a great example of this? Well, if you grew up in a home where Your family, your parents, all they ever did was fight and argue and bicker. Well, how are you naturally going to feel when you're in a relationship? You're going to have that emotion of wanting to fight and bicker and go back and forth with somebody. Why? Because that's the way you've been trained. That's how you've been programmed. That's how you've been conditioned. So you already are walking around with that vibration inside you. This is why I keep telling you guys, it's not about what you know. It's about the way that you feel and what you understand emotionally. And what's going to dictate that is your ability to let go of those negative beliefs, let go of those negative experiences that have been fixed in your subconscious mind because they control the way that you feel. So you can put a smile on your face. You can lock it away in a closet. You can act like nothing's wrong with you, but deep down inside, you do not feel good because you're still holding on to the pain from the past. You have yet to forgive. You've, you've yet to let go. So that's negative energy that's still in your subconscious mind. That negative energy express itself through your behavior, your body language, the way that you feel. And not a lot of people understand that. And I and I really encourage you to repeat or go back and re-listen to this until what I just said really sticks to you because that, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the biggest issues in life. You are already programmed to feel the way that you do. It's a conditioning, it's set, it's like a thermostat. It was already set before you ever had a say in it. And if we don't come to understand that, we'll never be in control of ourselves. We'll never get to the level of finally letting go of these situations. So people are trying to manifest more money, but they haven't forgiven themselves for their bad money decisions. They haven't forgiven their parents for maybe doing things financially that they did not like or was traumatic for them. They want to manifest better people into their life, but they haven't forgiven their exes. They haven't forgiven themselves. They're still walking around with that energy. And they're wondering why. Well, why am I not? Why is this not consistent? Why do I keep experiencing this roller coaster? Why? Why is this? Yeah, it's because habitually in your subconscious mind, you're still holding on to the negative energy. You got to let it go. And we will be doing this for the rest of our lives. Some things are deeply ingrained. So to have the expectation to let it go tomorrow, you know, I will never tell somebody that. But I can guarantee you, you can let it go. And the time that it takes for you to let those things go is all based on your emotional involvement. How much you really want to let those go. And how much time are you spending in educating yourself uh, and doing uh, simple things Uh, in a practical way that empowers you to let it go. I mean, those three issues out of the gate is why people don't understand the law of attraction and why they say it doesn't work. They try to do too much. They listen to too many people. And there's a good portion of people out there that they do not know what they're talking about. They're just repeating what they heard. And it is what it is. That's in every industry, by the way. You're always going to have a certain amount of people in every single industry, in every single educational um, industry, in every single walk of life where there's just a group of people who are average at best. They are not actually living it. They do not want to make their life about actually teaching people in the right way. It is what it is. It's fine. Just keep moving on until you find someone where you feel like they know what they're talking about. Uh, The second thing is not understanding the prerequisite, the way that you feel. So just because you know, just because you think about what you want, but if you don't get into the feeling of it, it's not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. And oftentimes that usually is a classical mistake we all make. Now number three, I feel is more of a secret to most people. They don't really hear that very often, that you're already programmed to feel the way that you do. It's kind of like, again, a thermostat. It's been set. The way that you emotionally feel about yourself, how you feel about your life, how you feel about situations, that's already been set. That has already been set. So the bottom line is what? We have to start understanding these things and do the polar opposite. So before I get into some practical steps you could be taking, let me show you guys a demonstration. This would be an example of the law of attraction. I got my iPad Pro here and my uh, Apple or my iPad pen, right? And there's a magnet on this pen and there's a magnet on the side of this iPad, right? And it connects, right? Boom. Now, I want you guys to understand something. When you are feeling like the person you want to be. When you feel like you have the things that you want, this is exactly what you're doing. This is you, the iPad, and your feelings, and this is what you want. When you feel like you already have it, this is what happens. Okay? Oh. Oh, that didn't work very well. <laughs> now, get this. Oh, that's why. There we go. I want to hear that click. Boom. Okay. Now, when you don't feel like you have it, it's not going to stick. Do you see that? It doesn't work. I just flipped the magnet around on this pen. It's not sticking anymore. It's just going to fall down. Feeling, ladies and gentlemen, feeling is what sets up the magnetism. Why is it that a magnet is attracted to another magnet? Because the magnetism between both of them are in harmony with each other. That's why. Or that's why sometimes you can try to put two magnets together and they won't stick together. They're not in harmony with each other. That's why. Just to make it simple, without getting into the nerdy science of it all. When you try to put two magnets together and they don't stick, the magnetism between both of them, they're not in harmony. We would call this in the law of attraction or the law of vibration. They're not on the same frequency. But anyways... When you start to feel natural about what you want to be, do or have, what you're doing is the magnetism from your emotions and the thing that you want are in harmony and they stick. That's what happens. So a lot of people, they think about what they want, but they don't get into the feeling and it doesn't stick. When you get into the feeling, it starts to stick, if that makes any sense. You magnetize it towards yourself. That's why the law of vibration is more of an important topic to discuss than the law of attraction, because the law of attraction is just a side effect. It's not the root cause. It's not, it's not the root cause. The root cause is the way that you feel, the vibration that you're in. Now, you may have heard that already. I would assume you have. Maybe you haven't. But I would think by now, with as much content... There is out there in the world on social media you I'm sure you've heard these words um, before. but again, do you understand that? to bring it like I said, my goal here is to make it as simple and practical for you to understand. It's just that simple. when you're not feeling like the person you want to be, what you want to be doing and what you want to have you're not going to magnetize that to yourself. You just won't. It's like two magnets that don't come together. They are actually push away from each other. That's what happens. But when you start to feel like the person you want to be, do, or have, now you're starting to magnetize it to yourself. And the time that it takes to magnetize yourself to what you want um, is something that nobody can tell you how long it takes. We can only tell you, what will influence the speed of it which would be your feelings your intensity your expectation your anticipation some people say your assumptions all of that if we were to if we were to sum it all up it's unwavering faith it's a belief that it's done it's a belief that it's yours it's a belief that You feel like there's a knowingness inside you in your heart that it's just done. It's 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 happened. And, you know, you feel that way because your behavior no longer matches the person before the way you were acting. So oftentimes I tell people this. I haven't actually told this story in quite some time um, now that I'm thinking about it. But I remember when I first first picked up this exact book. Everybody has heard of this book, The Secret, at least once or twice. That was the first book I ever read in my life. This is when I was 18. Ever read in my life. I mean, I had books in school, but I never really read them. That was the only book I read front to back, front to back. And I would carry it around with me, and I would sleep with it um, in my... uh, doesn't matter where, but um, anyways, so... Let me give you guys the story. Um, I was living in Houston, Texas, uh, my freshman and sophomore year, and I can't. The only reason why I was living there because I'm from California. The only reason why I was living there is because my adopted mother, uh, she had breast cancer, and she had to send me to Houston, Texas, because she couldn't take care of me anymore. Well, um, I assume she either thought that she was going to make a full recovery, or maybe she thought, you know, she wasn't going to live much longer. She wanted me to come back home to California. Uh, This was my junior year. And anyways, um, the junior year, I ended up deciding that I wanted to join the uh, military. Um, and she would only let me join the military as a reservist. She would not let me, um, join the active duty. I don't know why, but when you're under the age of 18, your parents have a say on what you could do. So anyways, she would not let me join the Marines, which is what I originally wanted to do because when I was in high school, that was the, uh, J-R-O-T-C I was a part of. Uh, she would not let me join the Marines and she would not let me do active duty but she would let me join the army as a reservist. So anyways, um, I go to basic training and at the end of basic training, she's supposed to show up. She doesn't because she's in the hospital. So I get home and then she passes away a week later. And that entire year of my senior year, I was depressed. I didn't do any homework assignments. I would, I would come to school in my pajamas I mean, I was not engaged whatsoever. Anyways, um, I'm telling you guys a story to give you kind of the, the transformation that took place because I picked up this book. Anyways, um, so somewhere between my senior year, I could no longer live in the house that I grew up in because my other sister, she was grieving and we just we could not get along for whatever reason. And um, so I left and I lived on my friend's couch. Um, that's where I, I stayed the majority of time on my senior year. Anyways, somehow, way, I end up graduating. I graduate and then I go off to the second part of basic training. Let's just make it simple for everybody. Uh, anyways, I come back. I'm still a reservist. So the job that I ended up getting is Starbucks. And somewhere between there, I, f- I found this book. I don't know. I still, it's like one of the memories I wish I could remember how I came about this book. But one day, either it was, um, I don't know, either it was at a grocery store or Walmart or I don't know. This book found me is what I would say. That's what I would say. This book found me. And I started to read this book. And she's talking about, and Bob Proctor's talking about it, and Lisa Nichols is in here. All of these great teachers, they're all saying the same thing. You become what you think about. You got to think about what you want. You got to be positive. You got to feel it. And if you do that, you can manifest whatever you want. So I got out a check, which was written in this book, to do. I wrote a check for $10,000. I printed out a picture of the Lincoln LS, the vehicle I wanted to buy. Um, And then I got a picture of the home that I wanted to live in. Uh, And then I had a letter that I had kind of made up, but basically the letter just said that I was accepted onto active duty because I had always wanted to be on active duty because I didn't have nothing else going for me. so. Um, I knew if I was on active duty, that means I would be getting paid a lot of money, and I would be able to leave my town and you know go do bigger and better things anyways. So I had all this on a board, and I kept a check in the book, and I would always carry the book and I'd always look at the check every day and I would go to sleep with the check, and I would just keep doing that and The more I kept doing it, the more I felt like. It had already happened. I mean, that's how um, persistent I was in it. Well, as it works out, I end up getting the $10,000. Now, the way it happened was very... Um, it's always funny. One one day, this guy calls me up. Um, if I can remember, his name was Charles, I believe it was. Uh, he worked for prime America and he calls you up. He says, Hey, uh, I'm calling you because we, our records show that your mom is now deceased and you and her have a joint count together and we need to update this account. When, and if you guys don't know, when someone is deceased, their name is not, their, their name is not supposed to be on any checking account. It, it should be removed anyways. That's the way I understood it at the time. So the guy's like, yeah, so we need to update this account, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I say, okay, yeah, let's do it. He says, um, so would you would you like to withdraw uh, the money or you want to keep it in? And then I was like, well, how much money is, is in there? And he's like, well, there's $10,000 in this account. It was like $10,000. It was $10,011 and something cents or something like that. And I was sat there and I was like, wait, can you say that again? And he's like, it's, you know, $10,000. And I'm sitting there I'm like wait, I wrote this down on a check like 9 months ago and I'm getting a call from a guy who's telling me there's $10,000. So, you know, I was like okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm excited, right? So I'm like okay, yeah, let's let's get the money. <laughs> you know, let's, let's let's collect on this. Well, then a couple of weeks later because I have the money, what do I do? I get the Lincoln LS and the rest of the money. I got the house that I was able to put down a deposit and everything. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it happened in that way, which was always fascinating to me, but it was because that's all I was ever thinking about. That's what I was emotionally involved in. I felt like those things had already happened and I was acting that way. So to give you an example of how, I was acting like it had already happened when people would speak to me, I would talk to them as if it was happening. So I remember there were people that I work with at Starbucks that would look at me a little crazy because, um, I would tell them they're like, yeah, what's up with you? And I say, yeah, you know, I just got accepted onto active duty for the military. So I don't know how long I'm going to continue to work here. And I just kept saying that, I mean, that went on for months. And during that time, um, I'm biking it there. So I don't have a car. I don't have a vehicle. Other people have a car. I don't. Sometimes I had to ask for a ride from people there. And I still maintain this mindset that not only was I on active duty, but I had money that my mom left me. And I would say things like that. I was like, yeah, you know, it's really good. Uh, I have this money that came to me. I'm so excited. I'm going to be getting my own place. And I would just keep saying that over and over. And of course, physically, the results didn't show that. People can would look at me and say, well, you keep saying you have this money, but why do why do you not? Wh- where's your car at? You keep saying you have this money. Why are you still working here? You keep saying you're on active duty. Why are you still working here? Well, anyways, um, when I say you gotta feel like the person you wanna be, what you wanna have, what you wanna be doing, it's like you're an actor. You're stepping into that person, all in. That's why when you go to see a movie or you watch a TV show, you can't help but think, are these people really like that in real life? Because they, they come off as real. They really make you feel like this is who they are. And we all know in most cases, that's not who they really are in their real life. in a lot of cases, they don't even speak the language; they have a different accent they're from a different part of the world you know and so my point is is that you've got to get into the feeling to become what it is that you want to do or whatever it is that you want to have or whoever you want to become you've got to get into the feeling of that person that's what I did. I got into the feeling of being this individual who just got the money who got his own place who's getting the car he's got on active duty and yes uh, a few months after that i did get a call saying hey you've been accepted onto active duty as well and then i just kept doing it in the military i applied it to getting promoted my goal was to uh, get promoted faster than anybody else uh, to get to the rank of e7 Um, And I wanted to be the youngest person. And I got there by following the same principle. When I was an E4, I had the rank of E5. And I carried around with me everywhere I went. And I felt like I was already an E5. I acted like it. When I was an E5, I started acting like an E6. I carried the rank with me. When I was an E6, I acted like I was an E7. This concept is not difficult. It's not complicated. It's very simple. When we're saying act like the person you want to become, we're not saying to fake it. We're telling you to become it, be intentional, get into the emotions of that person, adopt the behaviors of that person, hang around the people that person would be hanging around, do the things that person would be doing. There's a difference. And so what was I doing when I tell you guys this story, right? And I have to use my iPad in my, because it's the only magnet in my house. So I'm the iPad. This magnet on the iPad is my feelings, right? There's a magnet here on the side of the iPad. I felt like I was already that person. Like I was already... The person who has the $10,000. I was already the person who had the car, the house, and the job. And then it happened. Because your feelings magnetize what you want to yourself. That's the way that it works. That's the way that it works. And I tell you guys this story because everyone, I believe, everyone has a story like that. We've done it before. I just don't think sometimes we know that's what we're doing because they don't tell us this in school. So it's not like we're aware that's exactly what's happening. Most of the time we say the word luck. I got lucky. That's what people say. Instead of saying, no, that's what you attracted to yourself because of your thinking and the way that you felt. Um, Usually that's the way that it works. So, you know, people don't know, and so they just go to the next word that they hear, which is, that's luck, that's a coincidence, random, and it's like, no, it's scientific. You know, if you feel good, you're going to have a good life. If you feel bad all the time, you're probably going to have a bad experience. So, let's organize this. Let's organize this. I'm going to give you some overarching principles and then we'll get into some actual steps. I want to give you three principles and they're all really the same, but they're very important. Number one, you have to start feeling good about you. If you don't feel good about yourself, how can you ever attract better things for you? How can you ever feel like the person you want to become if you don't feel good about yourself? So what happened by reading The Secret, I went from being depressed and thinking like a victim because my mother had passed away in that moment to, I'm not a victim anymore. I'm, I let go. I'm not really depressed anymore. I feel good. You know, that was dominating my mind and my emotional state the car, the house, the money, the job, that was dominating my emotional state, not the fact that I lost my mother. So number one, you got to start feeling good about you. You have to start feeling good about you. Now, one of the most practical things and this, you might want to write this down because this would be a practical step. How do you do that? Well, I want to make it simple. So I think the best place to start is forgiveness. Forgiveness of you, forgiveness of your faults, uh, forgiveness of your past, the guilt that you're carrying around. I don't see how a person could feel good about themselves if they don't let go of the stuff that they don't like about themselves. Like, If you can just accept yourself as the way that you are right now with all of your weaknesses, all of your strengths all of the mistakes you made in the past, if you can just accept that and have love for all of it, you can truly start to feel good about yourself. You know, and this runs so deep for people. There's a lot of people who feel less because they're not tall. They're they're short or they're a particular skin color or they may have made a big mistake in the past or they have failed at particular things or something happened against them you have to find forgiveness let that go and have love for yourself unconditional love you just got to let it all go it doesn't matter anymore and i know some of you guys are thinking well yeah but you know when people see me i think and feel like they treat me a certain way listen to what you said you think you feel Like they treat you a certain way and that's what you attract because you feel like that. That's the energy you send out. That's the energy you get back. This is why I don't go down the road of blaming other people for my own circumstances. This is why I do not uh, empathize. I don't really get involved in racism and people being rude because of your skin color or You know, I don't get involved in any of that because that's all negative thinking at the end of the day. Thinking about all that stuff only makes you feel bad. It never makes you feel good. And as long as you feel bad, what are you going to attract to yourself? It's a very simple conversation. Doesn't mean I don't know that it's there. I do, but I'm not going to waste my energy on it because another person does not control my life. I do. I, I can control the way that I feel. I can control what I'm going to focus on. And that's always going to do what? Magnetize the, match, the matching of that. So if I'm having these emotions that I'm successful, that I am enough, that I am worthy, that I am successful, it doesn't matter if I come against or if I find someone who's being prejudiced against me or they're being rude against. That doesn't really matter because they don't control the law of attraction it's me and my emotions that will so why would i give up that power to them that right there guys would save a lot of heartache for so many people this is why i'm saying as a culture as a community there's this conversation that should be had sooner or later it needs to happen we need to let go because as long as we're holding on to the past you know what we're not doing we're not making space for the things that we want. Now, I can keep going, but the bottom line is you got to start feeling good about you. You got to let go of the past. You need to forgive. You need to reframe some things. You need to switch up your story and stop making yourself out to be a victim. It doesn't make you feel good. That's And, and as long as you... Do that and get out of that victim mentality and feeling bad for yourself and feeling sorry for yourself and start feeling empowered about you, feeling that you are worthy. And by the way, it's just a lack of understanding of who you really are. We're, you are a spiritual being. I'm a spiritual being. We live in a physical body. By default, we don't need any validation. You don't need any acceptance. You don't need approval. The fact that you have the ability to think for yourself and create the stuff you want to create in your life, why would you need approval? You're the most powerful thing in the universe. It doesn't matter what another person's doing. You are unique in your own way. So number one, you got to start feeling good about yourself. And the practical step to take is absolute total forgiveness of yourself And other people. Number two, start feeling good about your life the way that it is now. So a lot of you guys, you live in a beautiful home. You've got a great job that pays you really well. You've got a beautiful family. You may have healthy children. Why are you so stressed out? you got to knock that off. The fact that you have a family that you're able to provide for, that you have beautiful children that are funny and smart and unique, The fact that you have a home that you can stay in, that you have a roof over your head. What are you complaining about? If you cannot feel good for the things you have now, how can you receive more? Think about it. If you're not grateful for what you have now, why would you be given more? You wouldn't. Why? Why? Because the energy doesn't match when you're not grateful and you're not feeling good for the way that your life is for what you've been given. You're not feeling like the person who would receive more. You're feeling like the person who would have things taken away from them. Then it goes back to that whole conversation of lack. You have to see the abundance that you already um, have in your life. You have to start paying attention to that. How grateful it is to be able to wake up in the morning in a warm bed. Warm sheets. A nice blanket. With some nice clothes. And a vehicle. And places to drive that vehicle to. On roads that are safe to drive on. To a place where you can earn money to pay for more things in your life. When I see people complain about their life, I can't help but just shake my head. Because the fact that you're even alive, living in this physical body, should be enough for you to be grateful for. If you cannot find grateful for the way your life is, as far as what you've been given, you're just not going to be able to attract more of better things because you're not in that vibration. You don't feel like that person. Meaning if you're not grateful for what you have, you will not receive more. So the practical thing to do is to exercise gratitude. Make gratitude a part of your life, the way that you live. You should be grateful for when things go your way. And you should be grateful for when things don't go your way. You should be grateful for your successes. You should be grateful for your failures. You should be grateful for the good days. You should be grateful for the bad days because it's all necessary. And if you can find gratitude in everything that's happening in your life, you're going to start feeling good about your life. Which leads to number three, you got to start feeling good about what you want, what you desire. A lot of people don't feel good about what they want. They feel lack about what they want when they think about more money they feel the emotion of lack they do not feel the emotion of having it huge difference we have to be able to identify that so when you're thinking about the money are you feeling lack or are you feeling the emotion you would feel if you had it already we have to start feeling good about the things we desire. Feeling good. We have to start feeling good now, not after we get it. And we're not going to get it unless we feel good about it now. That's the thing. We're just like when people say, well, when I see it, that's when I will believe it. But what they don't understand is if you don't believe it in the first place, you won't see it physically. It's not going to happen. And if you don't feel good about what you want now, how will you ever feel good about it? Which means, how could you ever attract it? You won't. Because, see, if you had the money that you wanted, if you had the relationship that you wanted, how different would you feel? It's very simple, but misunderstood. Because for some of you guys, you're sitting there right now and you're like, well, I really want to have, I really want to manifest um, a better relationship. But you don't feel like that person. You don't have the emotions as if you already had that relationship. You're not feeling the emotion of love every day. You're still holding on to guilt and pain. So when you think about the relationship you want, you start thinking that you don't have it and it reminds you of the past relationships. And now you're back to square zero. So it's very important to practice the feeling of what you want. The practical thing to do is to practice the feeling of the person you want to be, what you want to be doing, and what you want to have. Now, there's multiple ways to approach this. You'll find that some people will go drive the car, sit in the car, smell the car, touch the wheel. It helps them get into the feeling. Some people will walk through the home, stay in the home for a couple of hours, sit there and, you know. Take in the the experience of owning the home. This is exactly what actors and actresses do. Some of them have to go to the actual person in real life that they are portraying. And they have to start living their life on purpose. They got to get into the feeling of what that person is doing. How they live their life. So to feel good about what you want, sometimes you need to physically go to what you want. Go look at the car. Go tour the home. um, Go hang around the right people. You know, sometimes you have to change the way that you're living. Switch up your environment. Change the way that you dress. You have to do these things to get into the feeling. You have to feel good about what you want. If you wanna be a more confident person, you need to practice the feeling of confidence. I wrote here in my notes, you gotta train yourself the way you wanna live. You gotta train the way you want to live. It's what they used to tell us in the military. We must train the way we will fight. So when we get deployed, we go overseas, we go against the enemy. Everything we're doing, we've been training for years. It's nothing new. That's the same thing for you. You should be training yourself the way that you want to live. You got to be training yourself. And this takes discipline. It takes an irrevocable decision because sometimes you're doing things that people around you are not going to understand. Why are you dressing like that? Why are you doing that? Why are you hanging out with those people? People just are not going to understand. That's okay. You don't need their understanding. You need your own understanding. That's what you need to lean in on. So I I think I've given you guys practical steps to take on that principle is, you know, switch up your environment, change the way you dress, change who you hang around, uh, go to the thing that you want. If it's something materialistic, as far as the bag, uh, the, you know, some people, they need to go to a Gucci store. They need to walk into Louis Vuitton and see how people are treated differently. They need, to take, they, they need to fly first class to get that feeling. This is something me and my wife committed to this year. We would only fly first class. Not because we're trying to ball out and prove something to somebody else. It's because we want to feel this word of freedom and convenience and we value our time i do not want to show up to an airport 3 hours early i'm not doing that i don't want i don't want to wait at the gate for 2 hours i don't want to do that i don't want to wait for 30 minutes just to make it to the back of the airplane i don't want that i want to be able to walk onto the airplane and immediately sit down that's what i want now what made me believe That not only could I do this, but to make it a part of um, the way that I live, we needed to experience the feeling of that. So we had to fly first class. See, it's one thing to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen, but to go do it so you get the experience, I can't give you the words. It's that emotional experience that you get that makes the difference. And we knew after flying first class together for the very first time, we were never going to go back. It's just, there's no comparison. It does not mean the people who are not flying first class are any less than the people who are. And it does not mean people who fly first class are any better than the people flying coach. It doesn't mean that. It means that we have a certain way that we want to live our life. It's stuff that we want to attract the life that we want to live. And so sometimes you got to go out there and get that feeling of it. And not only that, we took it another step further and we got pre tsa check so i'm not waiting on tsa i'm not waiting on the gate i'm not waiting to get on the plane i'm not waiting for any of that so i'm telling you guys when you get into the feeling of feeling good about what you want it empowers you to truly do it it empowers you to step outside your comfort zone it empowers you to say hey you know what okay, I'm going to invest in that. I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that because my emotion, I feel good about that. So I'm not, I'm not looking at the first class anymore and saying, oh, well that we can't afford that. That's too expensive. No, it's like, okay, let's, let's, yeah, we're going to fly first class again. All right. What, what How can we schedule these tickets? Let's go. My point that I'm making, guys, is you have to become the thing that you want. You have to make it a part of your personality. To do that, you have to start feeling good about it in the first place. If every time you get a bill in the mail or notification in your email that you owe money or you have to pay something, if you go to immediately feeling bad, that's your problem. Stop feeling bad about money. Just because you don't have all the money that you want does not justify you feeling lack about money because there is no lack when it comes to money in this world. You're just trained to do that because that's the way you grew up. But that's not the way things have to be, especially if you're intentionally wanting to use the law of attraction. So, you have to understand the difference between reacting and responding. Very, very important. And this is why I went over these three principles. You got to start feeling good about you. The number, I'd say the top practical way to do that is absolute forgiveness of yourself and other people and your past. Absolute forgiveness. Let it go. Change the story. See the good in everything that has happened. Number two, start feeling good about your life right now. Treat everything the same. Be grateful for it all. Be grateful for your mistakes. Be grateful for the bad days. Be grateful for the, uh, your short, the things you fall short on. Feel grateful for the good days. Feel grateful for your successes. It's all the same. It's all necessary. Be grateful for it all, and you'll start feeling good about your life now. Number three, start feeling good about what you want now. So you may have to physically get up, leave your home, and go to it. If it's a house, if it's a car, if it's a job, you know, if it's a, um, a business that you want to start, you got to go there. Hang around those people. You know, accept the experience. Embrace it. The objective is to get into the feeling of already having it. That's where you want to be. You do not want to be in the feeling of not having it. You want to be in the feeling of already having it. And sometimes you got to get up and physically do something about that. Change the way that you dress. Change your environment. Change the way your home looks. Change your circle, the people you hang around. All these things we're told for a reason. They're not just random ideas. They work. They work. So those are the three principles and practical steps that you can be taking to finally use the law of attraction uh, to help you get what you want in your life. One of the biggest things that I'm going to leave you with as I wrap this up is understanding the principles and not strategies. Focus on the principles, not the strategy. Stop looking for the perfect technique to manifest. Stop looking for the perfect affirmation. Stop looking for the perfect book. Stop trying to consume millions of content. You don't need to do any of that. You need to respect the principles of using the law of attraction. Number one, you need to feel good about you. You have to feel good about yourself. Number two, feel good about your life. Number three, feel good about what you want. Those are principles. Master those principles. The law of attraction will take care of itself. If you master those principles, it will take care of itself. Because if you don't feel good about you, you don't feel good about your life and you don't feel good about what you want, you're not going to manifest what you want. That's just the bottom line. So if you can naturally, when you wake up in the morning, if you naturally feel good about you and you naturally feel good about your life, you're going to naturally feel good about what you want. It will take care of itself I'm saying, I'm sharing it in this way that I wish someone would have told me this. If someone would have described the law of attraction in this way to me, I feel I would have understood it quicker. I think this is what it is right here for you. I think you can get this. You can absolutely master what I'm saying. This is very easy for you to grab onto and you can start implementing this. Now, some of this is going to take some time. That's okay. This is why I say number two is you got to feel good about your life. It's a process. Growth is a process. Growth is not just one thing. It's an ongoing process. And so there are going to be things that you can immediately let go and forgive. And some, you're going to need some work. But this is why you shouldn't be trying to do this yourself. You should be looking for a mentor or a coach, someone to help you through this process. Don't do this by yourself. Don't do that because again, you've been conditioned and you're conditioned to talk yourself out of things that are outside your comfort zone. But if you can master these principles of feeling good about you, accepting yourself just the way that you are and getting in touch and just getting in touch with who you really are, the spiritual side of you will make a world of difference. And seeing the abundance in your life already. You already are living an amazing life. You just fail to see it that way. That's the problem with people. Is they say they're not living a great life because they don't see the greatness. But there's greatness all around you. There's greatness within you. There's greatness that you're doing. There's greatness that you're expressing. There's greatness that you've already conducted in your life. You just fail to remind yourself of that. You need to see it. You need to prioritize that, seeing the good that you have been doing and stop giving so much energy to your mistakes, things you didn't do correctly. That's just part of life. You will never be perfect. So you got to let you got to let that go. And then again, start feeling good for what you want. Start feeling good about it. These are the principles. There's no strategies here. The strategy, you get to find out how you want to do this. My job is not to tell you how to feel good about yourself. I'm just telling you you need to feel good about yourself. There's a practical ways that you could do this. You you need to forgive yourself. Now, how you go about forgiving yourself is up to you. It's up to you because everybody is different. We all are coming from different conditioning. We all have different belief systems. So it's not about how you're going to do it. It's about setting the intention that you're going to do it in the first place. That makes the world of difference. How you choose to go about feeling good about your life now, it's up to you. I recommend gratitude. Now, how you choose to do gratitude, that's up to you. You can write it down. You can say it out loud. You can do whatever you want to do. That's up to you. But keep it simple for yourself. And how you feel good about what you want, again, that's up to you. That's up to you. How you want to approach it. But master these principles and stop looking for the strategy. All right guys, Uh, let's see here. Let's see, what are your questions? What are your guys' questions? Let's see. All right. Uh, how often do you read the same book? Every day. Um, yeah, every day. As much as possible. Moonstone Scarlet asks... I'm not being rude. I'm just... I'm just a bit like, why does it take so long? Because you mentioned it took you nine months to get the money. Isn't that a bit long? The pro so and then they write, I'm just trying to figure out how to do it faster and more consistently. This goes back to what I'm saying is, is. Why are you wanting it to be? Why are you so in a rush? You know, why are you so in a rush? It doesn't always take nine months. I mean, somebody can earn the same amount of money in 24 hours. It just depends, you know. I always tell people, stop focusing on how and when and just focus on what you want and why. Who cares how long it takes? This is why it's so important to really accept what I'm saying. This is another principle. If you're so focused on when it's going to happen, automatically you're going to feel like it's not happening. You've already, you contradicted the whole principle. When you're trying to figure out when it's going to happen, what's taking so long, you're contradicting everything. I don't care how long it's going to take because in my mind, it's already done. And if I'm not feeling that way, because I'm like, well, why does it take so long? That means I don't feel like I already have it. That's why that's not the, that's not the question. The question is not how long it takes. The question is, can you get into the feeling like you already have it and keep doing what you're supposed to be doing every day? All right. Going to see Abraham Esther Hicks in December. That is amazing. I love that. It really is. Um, let's see. You're preaching now. Visualization helps me get into the feeling. Exactly. That's always the recommendation is uh, using your imagination for sure. The law of assumption is just, it's the law of attraction. It's all the same thing. Like, I think a lot of people, they, they go on social media and you hear this new way of describing, but it's literally the same thing. Getting into the feeling of what you want is assuming that you already have it. The name of the book is what you wrote there, The Secret. Gotta believe you're already there, exactly. Yep. Feeling is the secret. My my cat is just having a mental breakdown right now. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I love how patient you are with all of us who are wavering. Not too sure what you mean. No, no, I don't. Please, thank you. <laughs> So true. I recently realized that self-love was lacking. Without self-love comes self-sabotage. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. I have a habit of feeling bad after spending money. How can I change this? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like limiting beliefs. You know? Um, I think you need to practice the feeling of feeling good after you spend money. You just do the polar opposite. That's really what you have to do. How do I detach from what I want and not obsess about it? You got to live in the present moment. You got to live in the present moment. Take your life one hour at a time, one day at a time. This is why I'm saying. If we practice the feeling of what we want, we won't feel like we don't have it. It's again. You got to train the way you want to live your life. You got to train. You got to. You got to train like you're an athlete. Like you're practicing for the championship. You got to train. The manifestations you want is the championship. Winning it. You got to train like that person. You got to be that person. You got to be a champion. You got to practice like a champion. You got to follow through. You got to be intentional. You have to be disciplined. You got to do the things you say you're gonna do. That's really what it is. All right. We're going to wrap this up uh, because I need to get to another meeting here. Uh, Let me see. I got one comment here on YouTube. How do I live my purpose? Um, Yeah. So you already have the blueprint, Omar. You have the steps that you should be taking. The purpose blueprint course lays out exactly how you should be living your purpose. I would go back to that. Cause I know you already have access and start from step one again. Uh, let's see here. I had a shift. I focus to my own goals and purpose and just work hard to achieve them. How do I become a better mentor in my own life? Um, let's see here. Well, I think it starts with mentoring yourself. Um, And then the better you become at that, the better you become at mentoring other people. It's like this. The better you treat yourself, the better you'll treat other people. The more you understand yourself, the more you'll understand other people. So, you know, sometimes we focus on people instead of focusing on ourselves. Um, But the more we practice leading ourselves the better we'll get at leading other people. So what does that actually look like? That looks like, well, when you are faced with a decision or maybe there was a, a mistake that you made, how are you responding to that? Are you responding to that with understanding and you know learning from it and getting better at it? Or are you tearing yourself down? Uh, and if you practice responding um, like a mentor would to yourself, it'll be easy to do that for somebody else. How do you know what your purpose is? Well, to make it very simple, your purpose is the thing you want to dedicate your life to. It's the thing you have some passion for the thing you love to do, the thing your life is all about. It's a very broad statement. It's not something very specific. It could be very broad. You know, like my life, I dedicate my life to helping people succeed. That's what my purpose is. And the way I do that is through mindset coaching. That's what I do. Um, You can definitely favor DRN. You could definitely go to... um, my, um, my link in my bio and download the Purpose Finder cheat sheet. How do you know what your purpose is? Okay, I already. What's your take on willpower? Yeah, I mean, I think we all, or let me say it this way. We've been given a mental faculty called focus, called the will. It's our ability to focus. And the more we exercise that and practice focusing, the better we get at it. Also, as it pertains to willpower, I think it's emotionally driven. The more you are emotionally involved in whatever it is that you want, the more you're going to do whatever is required. I would, uh, the analogy here would be when parents have their first child, their willpower to do whatever is required to provide for that child is unmatched. Generally speaking, they will go to the ends of the earth to protect their child, to do whatever they can to make sure that child is healthy. They're emotionally involved. They're operating with love. Uh, what's the difference between purpose and passion? Got it. Purpose is the why. Passion is what you love. That's why I put passion under purpose. So when I'm thinking of purpose, I'm thinking of not. I'm thinking of passion. I'm thinking you're. What you're good at, and I'm thinking your legacy, and I put that together, and that's the purpose. Uh, I want to thank Tavori. Something so simple and small, but very big to me. I made a promise to him and my stuff myself to quit cigarettes a year ago. Today, I'm now a year out cigarettes thanks to his help and guidance. Absolutely, Dylan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm so happy for you, man. You absolutely deserve it. That's for sure. You absolutely deserve it. All right, guys. Um, this has been DeVore Darkens Live. We talked about how the law of attraction really works. I went through three practical um or first we talked about the mistakes that we're making. One, you're trying to do too much. Two, you don't understand the prerequisite to the law of attraction, which is the way that you feel. And three, People don't understand their condition to feel the way that they do naturally already. So depending on how you grew up, the environment you grew up, that impacts your natural way that you feel, which leads to the solution, understanding these three principles. Um, You need to start feeling good about you. In order to do do that, you need to learn the art of forgiveness, letting things go, uh, letting go of the guilt, the shame. Stop tearing yourself down. Empower yourself. Number two, you got to start feeling good about your life. Practical thing there is to do what? Gratitude. Exercise gratitude in everything where you fail and where you succeed. Be grateful for both because they're both necessary. The failures teach you what you need to do differently and where you need to grow. The success shows you what you did well. And that's you need that information to keep going. And three, uh, practice feeling good about what you do want. Not feeling like you don't have it. What does it feel like to already have it? Go there. And sometimes you physically need to get up and go do that. You need to go drive the car. You need to go look at the house. You need to hang around the people. You need to step in those shoes to become it and get the feeling of it. And again, the overarching message here. You don't need anybody's understanding or approval to do this. Don't worry about other people. Just make a decision for yourself. Again, when you make a decision to do this in that moment, you're acting like the person you want to be because that person would make this decision to do things like this in a certain way. They would do that. They would, they, they would not be a person who cares what others think. They would be focused on what they want. So this is what we talked about today. Um, some people asked us about how to discover their purpose Um, My recommendation is to download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet, which is the link in my bio. Uh, Some of you guys had a couple of questions that related to limiting beliefs. We still have the workshop up. So if you want to get a copy of the workshop, uh, we had it live last night, but it's still available for purchase. So if you want to get the workshop, you can watch the recording. Um, That workshop is showing you the exact technique to dissolve your limiting beliefs. It was a hour and about 40 minute workshop. It was really good. Um, and we had some amazing, um, feedback from that. So that's also in the link in the bio. Um, and lastly, I want to say thank you guys, um, uh, for spending your time with me today. This is, this is always an amazing thing to do. I love doing this every day. Um, and I am going to leave us here. Um, appreciate you. Absolutely. Omar. Uh, thank you Devor for always being great. I was there forever. Let's be great. Exactly. Dylan grateful for you too, buddy. Such a good workshop, by the way. Thank you. I think that was the best Exactly. It was. It's really, I would say, if you have a problem with limiting beliefs, you keep self-sabotaging, it might be one of the best decisions you make this year uh, by getting uh, access to that workshop. So again, you can go to the link in my bio to uh, get that. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take care and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.